Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and you are at Laurel's Real Money Talks podcast. So we're excited to have you. And at any time during our podcast, go to AskLaurel.com, put in your name, your phone number, your email, and just ask any question that you want, including that of my guest. And today, um, I hope you have a lot of questions. Sean Roach is with me. We're going to be talking about why you need a master coach. Um, I've had a coach, and they range from a bank. You know, my first coach, Sean, at 17, was a bank president who just helped me really learn the nitty-gritty of finance and money. And then I've had, you know, the best in the world, and I know you have as well. So first, tell uh, our folks a little bit about you. So, uh, Sean Roche, uh, hello, everybody. And uh, I do uh, corporate strategy. So I'm a little bit different that I don't call it coaching, even though uh, it kind of, I guess, a, a thing with word. Um, I like looking at um, at strategy and um, and helping people that way. But uh, when we look at this and, and understand this, so I do a lot of work. I'm the one that gets called into corporations to help them um, figure out a problem or a challenge that they have. And a lot of times um, they don't know that they have it, or a lot of times the problem that they think they have really isn't the problem or challenge um, that they're facing. And um, I'm also a small business advocate and work with uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs and um, yeah, have fun at what I do. I actually like that you use the word strategy, not coach. The reason yeah. why is is that I was a swimmer growing up and, and, um, and, and, a, and a skier. I still ski uh, to this day. And um, so when I look at a coach, a coach is there with you and sometimes is there with you for a long time. Where a strategist, my job is not to be there with you very long. My oh, job okay. is to come in, fix a problem, and get out. And I'm not going to keep there. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not the Hallmark guy. Uh, I'm not going to. Not even close. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to, you know, give you a warm and fuzzy. I'm usually the one that will come in. Make you know, cry. We, we could all work together. <laughs> And everything could be awesome. Everyone's high-fiving each other. Everyone's excited. And I will come in and pretty much tell you the one or two things that completely went wrong. And, I mean, I've had, I'm, I've had people go, geez, I can't believe that. I mean, you know, you didn't even tell them how well they did. And I'm like, well, no, it was obvious to everyone how well they did. Let's look at what went wrong. Um, I'm a big believer in um, every bad situation. There's some light and every joyous, you know, amazing light situation. There's some crap. Um, that you can find. And so a strategist's job is to see the things that most people don't see. And a really, really good strategist will naturally see it. So I'm severely dyslexic. I'm a high-functioning dyslexic, which means I'm a window licker and a short bus rider on one end of the scale, and I'm (laughs) geniusly brilliant on the other end of the scale. Um, And so, and part of my gift is I'm just wired to see problems. And so, you know, um, a good friend of mine recently, we were talking and um, something happened and he said, you know, you're wired to attract problems. 
And he said, you know, I, I see where people can see it. It's like, wow, you know, Roach has a lot of, you know, drama around his life. But it's not a drama for me because I, I see it as a Tetris puzzle. Yeah. I see this problem that came up and went, wow, if we would just do this or, you know what, we're going to have to scrap and knock down this entire thing. And it's amazing how many times I've, I've met with um, in an individual, a small business owner, or even some of my corporate clients. And um, I will come in and they're looking at this one thing and they think that's the problem. So they think G is the problem when really it's R or it's B. But they skipped right over B because they're like, no, that wasn't, that wasn't the fact. Or they're starting to plan. So I'm also, I'm, I'm not a sequential thinker. So I don't think like most people, yeah, I don't think one, two, three, A, B, C. I may need only one L and M and I'm done. And everyone else is still on the numbers. And I'm already on the other side because I realized we didn't need this. Or as you're working through one, two, and three, I'm already way down the road. And they're like, well, we're not there yet. I know. But if we don't address this now, then two is going to be a problem when we get to eight. So dissect this a little bit. Yes. Right. So someone wants to work with you, the price carrying the hell out of them right now. Right. So <laughs> what's your as best you can describe just for the folks out there. So if they're listening, they're like, well, how do I become more strategic? So can you impart some of your brilliance and yeah. how you see things like that was just great? Because I, I totally agree. I think especially in corporate world, because I came from Chevron and got very corporately trained, which is why I had to run the hell out of there as fast as right. I can, is we're <laughs> going to do one one through ten today, and then A to Z tomorrow. But you're right. When A and Z have part of the solution for one, you have to dress yeah. it com comprehensively. Yeah, you have to be able to look at all of them. And most people, our schools aren't, aren't taught that way. Right. So, um, you know, there's there's um, there's uh, uh, hunters and farmers. Okay. And most schools are developed and designed because most people are farmers. Mm -hmm. We got to do this, and we have to do this in this regular area. Um, it, most Navy SEALs, elite officers, those type of people that I've been around a lot in my life, uh, they're all hunters. And they all, if you ever get around any of those guys and gals, they'll talk about their spidey sense. They just had this, they just had this feeling. Well, a lot of that is part of their, um, ventral vagal and dor dor dorsal, um, vagal, um, nerves. And th they're used to sensing things of, wait a minute, there's a ruffle in the bushes. Yeah, where saying? a farmer would be like, oh, it's just the wind. But a hunter's not. It could be the wind. It might be something that's going to jump out and kill us, or it might be something that I need to kill. And so when you're around those type of people, they are the ones that don't think sequentially and are very good at figuring that out. That's why I'm a big advocate for hiring vets. Um, you know, yeah, the guy may have been a, an elite trained sniper, but the skills that went into him being that elite sniper are what you'd want around your business, either as an entrepreneur or a, or a small business person. So um, when you when people are looking at this, how do I be more strategic? One of the biggest things, this has always been one of my favorite interview questions. So I love when, I, when, I'm, when I'm interviewing someone, uh, I've been brought in for a company to start helping them with some stuff, I will ask, what are your strengths? And I love people just blah, 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 they'll rattle off their strengths. And then I will ask some other questions, mm -hmm. and then I will throw out, what are your weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten times, they don't know their weaknesses. Really? And I think one of the best strategic things that you can ever do is truly, truly know where you are weak. I, what is I your Achilles you heel? I want to ask you a question later. Yeah. Do you find that men or women, because I find being a woman, when I interview women, they're easily critical. So that may be different than a weakness. But I find that women can easily say, well, I don't do that, I don't do that, versus the strength. Is yeah, yeah, so women? okay, uh, definitely, there's a the difference between being critical and, and knowing your weakness. So when you yeah. really know 
Look, I just, so being severely dyslexic, even though I don't flip letters or words, I'm not a good writer. Now, people have re read what I've written before and they're like, wow, you're awesome. But for me, because I don't spell correctly, although never trust a man who can only spell a word one way, and because of um, some of the other components around that, I don't like to write, so I know that's a weakness for me. But because I've identified and know that that's a weakness, mm -hmm. I will spot someone else that their strength is my weakness. Mm -hmm. yeah. You will spot it in a heartbeat. And so now you can build some real um, synergy and strategic partnerships. Okay, so go back to your weaknesses. I interrupted you because I yes. wanted to bring that men, women. Right possibility in there so you said you always know your Achilles heel and then you were about to so you just yeah. I mean that's the thing is if you if you don't know your weakness and you don't truly know what you're acute like what would really ruin things for you um, I am not because I don't think strategically I'm not a good planner from a running and managing a business standpoint I will come in and see where everything is wrong but I'm not good at I'm not the I'm not the fulfillment person I'm not the implementer so I can come in and tell someone, you need this, this, and this, and this is what's going to need to be done, but I'm not the one to come in and fulfill that. That's a, that's a weakness for me. Mm -hmm. But I'm very good at coming in and spotting other people that can take that role. And I've got other people for corporations and people that I work with that I can say, all right, you, you've got to hire Joe. Joe's going to have to come in. He's awesome. He will get everything that I've just talked about that you're going to need to do, and he knows this business, he knows this industry, and he can move this forward from there. Um, you know, there there are some of the best CEOs that I've ever met from major corporations are ones that know what type of CEO they are. Mm, that's great. Am I a startup CEO? Am I a transitioning CEO? Am I a turnaround CEO? Or am I a long-term growth CEO? Oh, so a lot and a long-term growth CEO needs to know when they're not growing anymore. When that company has started to become stagnant and plateau, mm -hmm. it's time for that CEO or that executive to, to get out and let a, now a new one come in to get it to the next level. Interesting. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of boards for um, companies, that, you know, if you've got a board, a lot of board members aren't good at spotting that. They're not good mm -hmm. at looking and going, wait a minute, you know, we're in startup mode. Why do we have this long-term guy? This long-term guy, he, he, he's not a startup person. We need a startup CEO. We need startup executives. Or, all right, we're out of startup now. We're really starting to do these things. What's this next thing? Or, wow, we've just had all this turmoil that's happened. we got to get rid of our executive team because we need a turnaround team in here right. that knows how to turn around. And turnaround teams are never long-term. Yep. So you, I mean, so all of this comes back to when you have a master coach or you have someone that does strategy for you, it's so important that that person is able to call it like it is. Mm -hmm. No filter. Um, no. No filter. No filter. And a good coach or a good strategist, so I always tell all my clients up front, I said, now, I will be very direct. I will cut you off. I will stop you from telling stories because what will happen is, is that I'm headed down route B. You start telling a story down route C and I forget because we've moved on. We've gone from now number one or two yeah. up to number eight or nine and I needed to give you a point on number two before you got to number nine. So uh, you've got to have someone that's not afraid to cut you off that's not afraid to hurt your feelings because it's business it's not personal yep so you also have to be able to when you're working with a master coach or a strategist is understand some of the best coaches that you could have are exactly what i described they're not hallmark people i'm not here to give you a hallmark card and i'm not here to make you feel better unless you know it was a relationship coach or something like that but your job is not your job is to fix the situation 
help them see the stuff that they can't see and move on to the next level. So that's what that coach, and that's what I think people should, that are listening, you need to be hiring and looking for in a strategist coach. But again, back to kind of strategic thinking, you are on a great track. Like find your strengths and weaknesses. Um, be super honest about them and then find the, which I love, how would you describe the CEO positions? Like what you're the best, that's almost a strength, then, isn't it? Knowing who you are in, uh, like, I'm clearly a startup. Right. I'm clearly startup girl. I'm not transition girl. Even like I'm not and any not, of those and not long term growth. Oh, is, you know, no. and a lot of it bored. is be, you're you're bored. Right. Yes, Super bored. absolutely. So what other what other kind of give them a list like to assess themselves? Whether well, they're are you some, so or, or well they, are you someone that gets bored easily? So I mean, if you are always yeah. looking for the next great idea and the next thing, and you're 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 more of an innovator, then you are not a implementer. You're a startup. You're going to come out with some stuff, and and I can guarantee you, if you're someone who's creative and you're very good at coming up with new ideas and new concepts, then you need to find someone that can manage and run things. Mm-hmm. And and so you come up with this stuff. Now, here's another thing: is that if you are one of those type of people and you find somebody that can run stuff for you, you've got to be able to give them the leeway to run stuff for you. So you're able to come to them. You're able to dump and vent on everything and say, hey, this is what I'm working on. And then they're the ones that say, okay, this idea goes back in the refrigerator. This idea gets to sit out on the counter. This idea is on the front burner. We're definitely going to spend a lot of energy on it. This one's on the back burner. And these ones are crap. We're put them off to the side. Now, if you truly are an an idea person, right? You come up with those ideas and you're creative and you've got these new things. The stuff that they pushed off to the side that they said was crap you will either come back around to it later on. So that's another thing is a lot of times people like you and I have a hard time of letting go of something. No, no, no. I know that's a really good idea. It's okay if they shit can it because if it was a good idea, it'll come back to us. Correct. And if it comes back to us the second or third time, it needs to go on the front burner or the back burner. It's got to be implemented. It can't be shelved or put in the refrigerator. So that's kind of my, when I look at those things and go through, Mm -hmm. Now, if I see somebody that's got someone that says they're an implementer, but they're always chiming in with new and great ideas, wrong person, get them the hell out. That's not an implementer. That's not someone that can take your idea and your concept and run with it and, 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 and go from there. And then you've always got to be watching your, you know, your, your growth. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I got called into a company to help out, and, and um, most of the people that had been with this company had been with them for a long time, and they were proud of that, but they were stagnant. Mm-hmm. Because they not they weren't bringing in any new stuff because they wanted to be loyal to their workforce. Mm. So when I sat down and started talking to some of the executive team, they realized it was time for them to step off. What do you find a lot of people are scared to step off? Oh, that was so because that's like that was the the biggest fear. So here's what we did: is we brought in a headhunter. So we brought in we brought in a headhunter, and they would not have to leave their post until they found a new post that was equivalent or better than what they were doing. Well, within two weeks, we found new positions for all these guys. That's awesome. And brought in the new people that needed to take this company to the next level um, and, and just get them going again with yeah. new innovations and new yeah. ideas and new things that, are, that, that were happening. And everyone worked out to be happy. That's great. You know, it wasn't the, you know, the George Clooney the, where he comes in and has to fire everyone. It wasn't one of those type of things. So. so is there a certain kind of person that you as a strategist coach like to work with? Um, I like to work with someone that, that is not full of excuses and wants to start making things happen right now. And, and they, they, that they're having a moderate amount of success, but they just don't, they just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because they're in their box. 
So they just aren't thinking of this other this other piece and and looking at things from another angle of okay what what's the next piece that I can start can start doing. I love startup people because a lot of times startup people uh, you know because they're just on this path they don't know what they really should be doing and start thinking about. So you know you and I know you got to incorporate. And Have a to. lot of people are like, well, I'll Have do that. To. I'll do that down the road. I'll no. do that when I start getting, you know, I start getting, uh, you know, bigger. My one of my um, no, no, a, a no. mentor when I was younger taught me a couple things. First of all, own nothing, control everything. Mm-hmm. Rule number one. The next one for business is um, finalize the divorce before you have the marriage. So if you're going to do a partnership with someone, you need to know what everything looks like if this doesn't work out. And I'm going to say when, because no real relationships are forever. No. Everyone's going to trend out. Yes. Yeah. And 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 um, this was uh, when I was um, going to, to the university, um, I had became friends with uh, partners of a, of a law firm, an older gentleman, Cliff Jones. And um, Cliff really wanted me to become an attorney. And Cliff was the one, there were two things that happened within a week of each other. So one was a long time partnership. These two guys, very, very successful business owners in Nevada. And one of them passed away. Mm-hmm. And they did not have the divorce. And so the family came in and took over his position. And he said, you watch, this business is going to go under within six months to a year. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened. Because the family came in and didn't know anything. Now, if they would have structured everything properly, the family would have owned stuff. So they got inherited the ownership, but they would have had no control of anything. So nothing would have happened. Then the other scenario that happened two weeks after that were two guys that had been lifelong friends. They'd been friends for like 30 years. And no, we don't need to do an agreement, Cliff. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. We've known each other. We're such good friends. And that partnership went downhill within a month. Because one said the other one wasn't doing this and this and this. And they didn't have everything. And then all of a sudden the whole, you know, what was potentially a great idea went belly up because they just didn't have what was needed. And then you also had two guys. I now know this as I've gotten older. But you had two guys that were lifelong friends, but they didn't know their own personal strengths and weaknesses. Because they probably would have never gotten together or they would have gotten a triad. They would have gotten a third partner. Which is always the best suggestion, too. Yep, absolutely. We need to do a podcast on how to have a business divorce. That's right. That's what we need to do one. It's very, very. It's important. so critical, so critical. Because I watch that family situation happen all the time, and, or and even just you know somebody who's single and married. Like I, you know, I would say to my men partners, I don't want your wife as my new business partner. Right. And loves you know. Yep. My, I'm married to an awesome guy, but he's you know. Yeah. No. But you, it's but not you, about it's that. Not that. It's, it's not personal. It's, it's, it's not, a personal and business. It's business. You're I, separating your personal and business side of things, and that's the to. one thing that people don't understand. Um, you know, I, I was around another time um, when I was going to university, and um, I wa- I got asked, got invited, and I went inside this boardroom, and these guys were going at it. I mean, it was the most intense business meeting I'd ever been around. And then it was like, oh, it's lunchtime. And we all went to a restaurant. And they were like, hey, how are how's your kids? And well, I saw you golfing. How'd you do golfing? And it was like nothing had happened. <laughs> and I was, wow. And I asked one of the guys, and he says, well, because in the boardroom, it was business. Out here, it's personal. And most people don't understand that. They can't separate those two and understand that personal and business You've got to be able to separate the two. And if you can, you will have a great relationship with the people that you're working with. You'll have a great relationship outside of work and being able to have all those. And if you know, hey, we already finalized the divorce. I know what's going to happen if this doesn't work out. You know what's going to happen if this doesn't work out. But we're also hopeful it's going to work out. 
but it takes the energy off of it. Yes. So you've been listening to uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks. And if you would like to uh, continue the conversation with Sean and I, um, I think we really have to have just the Business Divorce Podcast. So we'll be bringing that up uh, in the near future. But if you want to talk about uh, being a coach, being a strategist, or bringing Sean in to be your master coach and strategist, he does that a lot here at Live Out Loud with us, and he's brilliant. And uh, you talk about no filter. I think I put you at the top of the heap. There we go. That's right. I appreciate it. So, uh, and if uh, you need a Hallmark coach, that's neither of us. No. That which wouldn't even happen. So I appreciate that. I'm going to borrow that because that's not what we are. Uh, so again, if you uh, go to asshole.com and you put in your name, your phone number, your information, and go to the comment section, talk. If you want a private session with Sean to see if he's a good strategist for you and would uh, be the right fit, then go there, ask for it. We will get it right over to him. And uh, we'll continue our conversation. So thank you, Sean. You bet. And uh, all of you, you've been listening to Laurel's Real Money Talk. If you l- enjoyed this, send it around. We're on iTunes, and you can pick up and subscribe to our podcast there. We'll talk to you soon on the next one. Have a good day. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.